Tidy Lady, it's episode number three. What's the fucking story, lads? Um, I'm in better form today, in no small part due to the fact that I didn't have to spend about four hours on the phone to Vodafone yesterday morning. More on that in a later episode. Um, and more on that in this episode too. But before I get on to any of that, a quick shout out to past guest and friend of the show, Daniel Gavin, aka My Mate Gaz, who sent me the following just there this morning, if I can just pull it up here. I'm on my phone, so hopefully the sound is as good as needs be. I don't have the laptop to hand, so I can't use my proper mics. And I'm just in Gaz's WhatsApp. Here we go. Aye, aye, lad. Just finished the first two installments of the solo episodes. Love it, lad. Delighted you're back at it. You mentioned Ivor had a WhatsApp group for the Wim Hof breathing exercises. We have a friend who went to a day session with a certified Wim Hof instructor. She loved it. She's a yoga, sorry, she's a qualified yoga instructor and found it fascinating. I've been doing the cold shower after workouts too and being doing my own breathing exercises slash meditation after some of the workouts too, especially on a Friday. Do a workout, cold shower at the end of the shower for a few minutes, then the breathing to finish off. Fuck me, does it feel sorry? Fuck me, does it make you feel alive? And it just puts the week of work behind you. Apologies for the. I haven't read out loud since primary school. Anyway, that's a message I got from my good mate Gaz just this morning, and it was a fucking great one to get, and it's reminded me of something. It's reminded me of something. That I suppose I struggled with for the first year or so of doing the podcast, the subsequent two years and now, and it was defining what it was. And I, I more or less settled on it being a movement, although I was never entirely comfortable with that. What I'm a lot more comfortable with now and what I think might stick is the idea that it's a community. So... That message from Gaz there this morning, is, and any of the messages that I've got off people, either directly to my own personal mobile or to imoffthelead at gmail.com, any of those messages that I get, they really fucking help make me feel like this whole thing is worthwhile. Now, don't get me wrong, I am first and foremost doing all of this for entirely selfish reasons. Not entirely, but, you know, 98% selfish. The benefit I get from this is just, it's just, it's, it's untold. It's it's it literally is untold. I I don't even know. Even though I could list a hundred things that I benefit from, there's another nine hundred that I'm actually not even consciously aware of. So, the whole off the lead thing or movement, as I've been calling it, it's quickly becoming a community, a community of like minded individuals. I think is a, is a good way of conceptualizing it. It's also a bit like a company insofar as that it's it's not just it's not just me and it's not just other people there's there's something binding and bonding the whole thing that's 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 deeper than just being a group in a way it's kind of like a religion only it doesn't have enough followers which so essentially that means it's a cult because my understanding of cults and religions is that a religion is some wacky belief that a lot of people are part of, and a cult is just a smaller version of that. So think of uh, Christianity. People believe that Jesus is the Son of God, he dies for our sins, he died and rose after three days, and all that jazz, miracles, all the rest of it. His, you know, the, the Eucharist, the blessed Eucharist at Mass, is the actual physical body of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Saviour wine that's drank the blessed wine or the consecrated wine at the mass is literally jesus's blood all that jazz the whole christianity thing that's well known as a religion 
But if only 85 people believe any of that, and they all live in the one compound, all of a sudden it becomes a cult. So maybe this whole off-the-league community is more of a cult than a religion, but, you know, such is life. So that's got me thinking about the the component parts of this community and what I like to talk about and what I have been talking about, and I've broadly categorised them into three component parts, basically mind, body and spirit, which is fitting to say the least because I did mixed martial arts quite seriously for five or six years and the club that I was part of was called Kokoro and Kokoro is a Japanese word that as it so happens means mind, body and spirit. So I'm going to further break down the mind, body and spirit here just quickly. This is just a a, a very much um, a surface of the different topics. So the mind, to me, the mind is all about awareness and your your moment-to-moment awareness of yourself, of your mood, essentially. And I have a couple of good red flags, things that I will notice to inform me that my mood is off. So one is just generally how sweaty or clammy or fresh I feel. So if, if I feel uncomfortable in my skin, if I'm driving or if I'm doing something... Like that's a that's a red flag for me. That's a Frano cop on. Odds are you're in bad fucking humor, or and if it's not, odds are you're in bad humor. It's a what's the word? It's um, it's it's a mechanism of sorts that makes me ask the question: What kind of humor I'm in? So I feel kind of clammy, and that's a, that's a trigger. It's a trigger for me to ask myself: What kind of form are you in right now? Like, are you in great form? Would you like to meet somebody that you haven't seen in a long time right at this moment? Or maybe you hate to meet somebody that you haven't seen in a long time because you're in pissy humour, basically. But it's the initial feeling of sweatiness or clamminess or maybe even just tiredness that is a reminder what kind of humour you're in. Because if you're on top of the world and everything's going great, odds are you don't feel like you need to have a shower. Unless you're obviously after finishing a workout. Semantics. Anyway, the next one is my Spotify account. So I have 700 odd songs in my liked folder in Spotify. So I'll shout at Alexa. Alexa, shuffle my liked songs on Spotify. I have it all connected up. So it'll just shuffle my 700 odd songs. Now, if I catch myself going, oh, skip, skip, skip. Oh, that's shit. Skip, skip, skip. They're your songs, dumbass. So that, again, is a red flag. To say, look, if you're not enjoying the 700-odd songs that you liked and have lasted the test of time, what's wrong with your mood? Something's off. And then the third one that I have is uh, a podcast that I listen to religiously every Wednesday, as soon as it comes out, uh, Mr. Blind by Boat Club's podcast, or the Blind by Podcast, as it's called. Couldn't recommend it enough. It's about an hour long. It's out every Wednesday. There's a whole host of them. He's doing it about three years now. So there's, what, 150-odd episodes, about an hour long, each and every one of them, generally loosely based around mental health. But there's there's loads of good stuff in there. Can't recommend it enough. But anyway, when I'm listening to that, and he's starting to bug me. So every episode he mentions his Patreon, he mentions how important it is to him, blah, 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 and he mentions the people to go back to the earlier episodes if this is your first episode, and all that shit really, really, really irritates me and bugs the piss out of me when I'm in bad form. When I'm in good form, I just skip it. 
There's a little button, skip 30 seconds. If he's still talking about what you don't want to listen to, skip another 30 seconds. It's no big deal. But if I find myself going, oh, for fuck's sake, blind boy, I already support you on fucking Patreon. Why do you keep fucking asking me about it for? If I hear that, if I hear myself think or say that, that's a red flag. That's, should you be going home right now in this current humour? You've got a two-year-old at home. She's a fucking handful to say the least. She's in that terrific two period. Should you be going in to the house in bad form? Like You obviously shouldn't. But what happens most people, myself included, is we don't realise we're in piss bad form. We don't have the awareness to actually notice that we've been in a fucking rage half the day. So those three things for me personally, they're red flags for me. They're, ooh, hang on a second, Frano, you know, what's gone wrong or what's going right? So yesterday morning, tried to sit down and record the podcast. I hit record about 20 times and it just wasn't happening. And I, I get 30 seconds in and I just start tripping up over my tongue or I'd run out of things to say and you go, oh, fuck it. And you just stop it and you delete it and whatever. And then you try again. And I'd done that a half a dozen times and it was just... I was frustrating myself even more. And then like that was the red flag for me in that moment. Jess and Martin was like, hang on a second, man. Don't be making a recording and putting it out there for your listeners to hear you in bad form. That's literally the opposite of what I'm trying to achieve here. So I did a workout, cleared my fucking mind and ended up doing it afterwards and hit record, did the 50 minutes and it was great. So again, awareness, so it, I'm doing the mind-body-spirit thing here. I'm still on mind. Awareness is a huge thing. Another thing to kind of bear in mind is if you catch yourself in pissy humour, ask yourself, you know, how focused are you? How, fo- how focused are you on what you're doing? Or could you be arsed? Could you, are you doing something that you have to do? Are you doing something that you don't like doing? Are you doing something that somebody else should be doing? Like, why are you in bad form? The idea of nailing down the reason why you're in bad form is to uh, the reason that you're trying to nail down why you're in bad form is so that you can notice it in future. You can go, ah, yeah, I was like this last Tuesday because that prick always rings me on a Tuesday morning or, you know, whatever it is. So that's mind very, very, very broadly. Onto body. So body, to me at least, is about exercise and diet. That's that's essentially what body splits into. So exercise is, I don't know, whether it's running or lifting weights or lifting yourself. So body weights, like press-ups, pull-ups, chin-ups, sprints, squats, different things like that. That's just exercise. It's important that your heart gets pumping as fast as it can. You know, maybe once or twice a day or maybe once or twice a fucking week. If that's all you're fit for. I mean, if you haven't exercised in the last 10 years, don't go and try and run a four minute mile or a sub four hour marathon because, do you know what? That's just not going to work. But exercise in whatever way you can manage it. So here's one for you. In order for me to get my heart really racing, I'll have to sprint 100 meters, say. But I'm relatively fit. So if I run 100 metres as fast as humanly possible, at the end of that, I'm spiking my heart rate. My heart rate is through the roof. It's boom, 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 boom. But if if you haven't worked out in years, say, you might only have to sprint 10 10 metres to peak your heart rate. So what you should be aiming for is tiredness. And tiredness is relevant to the level that you're at. There's no point in you 
running a five kilometer no point in you running 5k in 45 minutes if you could run it in 20 and likewise there's no point in trying to run a 5k in 20 if you couldn't run it in an hour so pair back what you're doing to your level know what your level is a great way of knowing what your level is and it's a great first step in it's 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 just it's it's a great first step but it's also a great thing to bring with you it's the idea of a personal best so if you're not in the habit of do if you don't know what your personal best for sit-ups or press-ups is drop hit the ground see how many sit-ups you can do let's say it's five well there's your personal best but it gives you a target it gives you a goal it gives you something to fucking aim at and the same with push-ups how many push-ups can you do how long can you run do it in time and do it in distance all these different things but if, if you can just if you can get numbers for certain things your weight is the same you want to lose weight do you know what weight you are because knowing what weight you are is the starting point to either increasing it or reducing it or at the very least to just keep an eye on it like you mightn't have any major dieting or training plan in place at all but it's no harm to weigh yourself once a month because better to see a five pound jump at the end of a month than to go two or three years and then realise that somehow, unknown to you, you've doubled in size over the last two years. I mentioned in the last episode that I put on a pile of weight during COVID. I did. But I'd been busily putting on weight for the previous couple of years as well. And now I'm looking at all the fat that I put on over the last couple of years and saying it was COVID. If I'd been weighing myself once a month, twice a year, any anything so long as it's recorded and you have access to it and you remember it it just it gives you something to frame your goal around so whether it's a faster time for your 5k or 10k or 100 meters or whatever it is that you're doing whether it's let's say for push-ups maybe you can do 150 how many can you do in 20 seconds same with the sit-ups maybe you can do 200 sit-ups but how many can you do in 20 seconds so all these different things give you numbers, give you definitive things that you can actually physically improve on. So again, I'm I'm getting too detailed in it, but that's exercise generally. Diet then is another part of the body. So you've got it part the the way of the body split is diet and exercise. So here's one for you in relation to diet. And I'll probably take each and every one of what I'm mentioning here and do their own individual podcast, but I just I need to get all this shit out of me. So diet for me Here's one for you, okay? So, diet for me, there's three components to it. Fat, sugar, and we'll call it oil. So, fat and sugar are the two fuels that your body can use. Your body, the analogy I'm going to make is with a car. So, imagine an engine that ran on petrol and diesel. Or a mixture of both. Sorry, petrol or diesel or a mixture of both. So it doesn't matter. You can pull into a filling station. You can fill it up with petrol or you can fill it up with diesel or you can put half diesel or half petrol into it. That's the car that I'm talking about. That's the type of engine that I'm talking about. And I'm going to use that engine as an analogy for our own, for the human body and for the type of fuels it can use. Because the two types of fuel that the human body can use are fat and sugar. My understanding is that it is literally that simple. It's fat and sugar. So sugar is anything sugary, anything sweet, but it's also anything with carbs. So carbs, broadly speaking, are grains. So all breakfast cereals, all breads, 
Now, there are exceptions here, but with broad sweeping generalizations, you're talking, you know, crackers, bread, toast, Weetabix, Rice Krispies, fruit and fiber, all that kind of stuff. They're all cereal based or grain based and it's all sugar. That All that stuff, your stomach turns it into sugar and then it uses that sugar as fuel. Fat then is the fat in meat, um, the fat in nuts, the fat in butter, the fat in different things that contain fat, okay? So your body can work, your body can operate on either of those. So it can be all sugar, which is essentially a vegetarian diet, all fat, which is essentially a meat-eating diet, but maybe nuts and a few other things thrown in. And then the third component, as I mentioned earlier, was the oil. So in the car analogy, it can run on diesel, it can run on petrol, it can run on a mixture of both. And they're the fu- they're the fuels, okay? Like the fat and sugar in the human body, they are the fuels. They're what powers the car. They're what gives the engine and gives your body energy to propel itself forward. It doesn't matter how much diesel, how much petrol, or how much of a mixture of both you have in your engine. If you don't have oil in your engine, you're going to have problems down the line. And it's the same with the body. If you don't have, you can have an as all fat, all sugar, a mixture of both. But the analogy with oil is nutrients essentially. So it's vitamins and minerals. And to me, this isn't a degree course in nutrition. Obviously, this is just to give people an analogy into what they're eating and to be able to ask themselves why they're eating it. So when you look at your plate, why is it packed full of fucking salads? Salads are great. They're full of vitamins and they're full of minerals, but they're very low in sugar and they're very low in fat. So therefore, they're very low in energy. So if all you're eating is is salad, you're you're not going to be energetic. You're not going to have energy to be in good form to exercise or to just be a fully functioning human being so you need fuel whether it's fat or sugar or a mixture of both so that's body and again as i said i'll hopefully try and split all these into components episodes so on spirit spirit to me is generally you know how connected you feel like are you part of something Uh, would you be missed like to me, when I was in my darkest period and, and touching on being suicidal and all that jazz, I felt like if I just evaporated, you know, the world would just continue. Yeah, granted, me mom and me brothers and sisters would fucking, you know, cry about it for five minutes, but ultimately everything would be fine because I wasn't part of something. Now I'm involved in shit. I'm involved in this podcast. I'm involved in my business. I'm involved in the community. And by my community, I actually mean my locality. I'm part of the, the Kaberi Amenity group. But if I vanished, I would be missed. I always obviously have kids now, so that's a different thing. But I feel I'm a lot more connected to people, to friends and family, to... My listeners say, and different communities that I'm in, I'm, I've essentially set up a, an MMA gym. Um, I didn't mean to, but I'm, before this lockdown, I was doing two classes a week. Um, so I'm going to open that invitation to anyone who's up for it. When the locked, either when the restrictions are lifted, we're training down in Castletown. It's halfway between Nobber and Navin every Tuesday and Thursday evening from 7 till about 9 or so. And whoever's interested is more than welcome. I'm looking for people with martial arts backgrounds, boxing backgrounds, whether it's kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, 
or just general fitness maybe you're super fit from running or doing triathlons or whatever it is I'm looking for all you guys and I'm looking for absolute beginners as well people with no fitness background don't know how to throw a punch don't know any of it and what I'm putting together at the minute during this downtime is a 12 week MMA program and I'm going to mirror it on how I learned MMA back in the day from Kokoro so the way it was done was there was a 12 week course you did it from 7 to 8 Tuesdays and Thursdays for the 12 weeks and that basically introduced you to everything so in striking you're going to learn the jab you're going to learn the cross or the straight same thing the hook you're going to learn the lead leg kick the roundhouse kick the teep kick you're going to learn knees flying knees scissor knees that's about all for the stand up say and then for the ground you're going to learn the different positions first and foremost so you're going to learn full guard half guard side control you're going to learn the submissions then, so you're looking at Kimuras, armbars, triangles, rear naked chokes. At the end of the 12 weeks, you're going to be relatively proficient in all of those things, and a whole heap of other things that I'm not remembering. You'll be relatively proficient in them at the end of the 12 weeks. Now, you won't be able to fucking send your CV to Dana White and look for a shot at the UFC, but you'll have the basics, and that's all that we're talking about here. And in Kokoro, what we did was we paid a monthly membership, and we just did that 12-week cycle over and over and over and over again, as well as the more advanced stuff that we moved on to. But we always did both. We always did the beginner stuff because you can't do the fundamentals enough. Training tangent. I'm supposed to be talking about spirit. That's all. The reason I went down that rabbit hole was because that's the community I'm building. And that's a real, that's not a digital across the fucking internet thing. That's, there's five or six of us, four of us, truth be told, that are down there all the time. But there's five or six of us that have come down and do come down intermittently. And I want to build that. And it'll be off the lead. It'll be off the lead mixed martial arts, essentially. And I want to build on that. I would like to think that I might be able to actually have a gym with X amount of people paying me X amount a month. And there's even further uh, aspirations of franchising that idea. Again, I digress. The idea of the spirit. It's how connected you feel. How part of something do you feel? Do you, do you feel like you're part of a tribe? Do people look forward to meeting you? Do you look forward to being engaged in things? Because if all those things are lacking, odds are you're, you're lacking spiritually. Maybe maybe you don't have a good sense of self. Maybe you know you're you're in a job because that was you got that job because of the degree you have, but you only got that degree because you know you got the points for it. Are you spending your entire adult life doing a job that you got because that's just how the points in the CAO worked out, and that's just you know the closest college you ended up going to, or maybe there was a bus route from where you lived to that particular course. You know, don't get trapped in all those things because when people do, they essentially lose fucking hope and none of that's good. Again, I'm fucking digressing, but ideally to be, to me at least, to be to be spiritual, to be, what it means to be spiritual is to be engaged in life. And a big part of that is goal setting. Me that loves my little expressions, you're not going to hit what you're not aiming at. So having goals is a big part of having that spiritual connection because if you're striving to achieve something you're engaged and if you're engaged you're alive and having a spiritual element to yourself is all about that feeling of connectedness with whatever it is that you're engaged with you can't be engaged in something you've no interest in so that's the that's the thing to watch out for so again you won't hit 
what you're not aiming for. So goal setting is a big thing. And again, I could do a whole podcast and maybe I will on just goal setting. But that's a broad sweeping generalization of the community that I'm trying to foster here. The mind, body and spirit element of it. And all of the above, it, it's especially with the goals, they're meant to help you. They're not, they're not to make you feel bad. So let's say, and before we move on actually, there's a difference between goals. There's, sorry, there's different types of goals. There's two main ones that are just coming to mind now. So you have your ultimate goal and then you have all the other goals. So your ultimate goal, for example, might be to have a six pack. Okay, let's say you're, you're overweight and you want to have a six pack. You cannot go from being unfit and overweight to having a six pack doesn't happen, won't happen, will never happen. You are doomed to fucking failure if your ultimate goal, or sorry, if your goal is to have a six-pack, you will not succeed. Your ultimate goal has to be a six-pack. Your goal in the meantime has to be to sort out your diet. Your goal in the meantime has to make sure that you're drinking enough water. Your goal in the meantime means that you need to get enough sleep. And you have all these incremental steps to get you to where you want to go. Because if you have this lofty ambition to employ 10,000 people or have a six pack or be fluent in half a dozen different languages you have to take it bit by bit again the expression I mentioned the other day was we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time and we underestimate what we can do in a long period of time do not underestimate what you can do over a long period of time and you'd be surprised how easy it is to get there if you maintain that idea of incremental steps maybe you're following the Wim Hof breathing thing maybe you're not doing it every day don't beat yourself up about it. These goals aren't there to make you feel bad. They're they're there to increase the likelihood or the probability of you getting to where you want to go. Goals are for motivation. They're not to beat yourself up with. Quick time check. 25 minutes. Holy shit, I have to go. Folks, it's been daily. I'm glad to be back. Thanks to Gaz again for the support. Thanks to Ivor for the initial kick up the hole to get moving on this. I hope you are enjoying them. I'm off the lead at gmail.com and I shall chat to you tomorrow.